Before we get started with this episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, let me talk to you about FanshareSports.com. Great, great website that helps in ownership, articles, and much, much more. They crush it in football. They crush it in PGA. They're adding NBA for the season. So if you'd like to check out FanshareSports.com, use promo code ALWAYSPRESS, one word, for 20% off the package of your choice. Also, if you like playing DFS, and you probably do because you listen to this show, check out Superdraft. Great new way to play daily fantasy sports. And the best part about it, no pricing. You play the players you want. It's an exclusive multiplier point system. You take the gambles where you want to play them, and you make it happen. Just go to superdraft.com. Use promo code Bubba when you create your account, and you'll get a free $10 deposit bonus on your first deposit. So Superdraft in your app store, promo code Bubba to get you going there. Last but not least, if you leave a rating and review on iTunes, we'd much appreciate it. It would help the podcast out a ton. But for now, welcome to the, two, the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, previewing the 2019 ZOZO Championship. Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Yeah. Alright, already the show goes on all night. Uh. Till the morning we dream so long. Ooh, Anybody ever wonder when they will see the thunder? Just remember when you come up. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast. Here to preview the 2019 Zozo Championship, the first of its vintage, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how we want to actually say that when it comes. The first of its kind. In order to break it all down, got my co-host as always. You hear him laughing at me already on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how we doing, man? Ah, uh, dude, I'm good. How are you? I am good. I am good. Uh, another weekend of golf in the books. I really enjoy the uh, the prime time golfing, especially on the West Coast. It's uh, tons and tons of fun, but I, I, on the weekend it hurts because I don't get to watch it as much. Like, uh, didn't get to see the final round on Saturday, let's put it that way. Yeah, I didn't get to watch any golf at all this, this past weekend or this even on Friday or Thursday or Friday or I guess it was Wednesday night, whenever it started. Mm-hmm. I think I turned it on for a few minutes, actually. I did watch a few holes. I stand corrected. Um, but either way, yeah, it was, uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's hard when it's 12 hours or whatever the fucking difference is. Yeah. It's gotta be really hard for you guys out there on the East coast when it starts like 10 o'clock your time on golf channel. That's right. uh, that's tough to stay up for. That's oh, yeah. very tough. What about this? Uh, what about this deal with, uh, them having a skins game with like some really big time names and like having it at midnight? I, I don't, I don't know. I feel like you could do that someplace else and do it in the United States. There's two things that I can think of that justifies it. One, it's in Japan. It's at this Zozo course. It's uh, big guys over there putting up money for it. I see that angle getting the Asian market into it. Okay, I get that. I also agree that it could be at a different time. I think they could have done it earlier, but they don't want to interfere with the uh, football. So given if they're worried about ratings, why do it at midnight? I guess, yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Those are the only things I could think of. Other than that, I agree. It's like... I recorded it. I watched about six holes so far. It's entertaining. I think it's actually more entertaining than the match. I'll be honest with you there because it's four guys, four friends just kind of, you know, laughing at each other, making fun of their putts and stuff like that. Like right. one point, Tiger, like, hey, Tiger, you're still away. And like just little things like that, that, <laughs> yeah, that's you know, they're funny, but it's not like hardcore like you were kind of hoping with Phil and Tiger, but we never got that with Phil and Tiger. So, yeah. uh, and then they, they have a couple little wrinkles and then a couple, uh, special charity holes where you can pick different greens and 
one hole where they had four rugby players come in, they played a scramble, like goofy things like that that made that, it a little more entertaining. That is that is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So like I I haven't seen it all yet. Obviously I've only seen the first six holes, but it was good like background TV watching while I was doing other stuff. Yes, with the four big names they have, I 100% agree that should have been somewhere like we should have been able to watch it in prime time. That should have, like, they should do the same thing in Hawaii before the, you know, the Sony or something. That's a great idea, I think. Yes. Because then it hits everybody's prime time here in the USA and it would be awesome. Yes, I agree with that 100%. But I guess the moral of what I was saying there about the match thing, I really hope they take tips from what took place in this and incorporate it into the match. And we talked a long time about the match and how we'd like to see things different. This kind of had some of those elements a little bit. So that helped a lot to at least watch it, and it kept it moving. Like, they knew they were on a time clock because it got dark so early. There were little things going on that way, that I think that helped a little bit, but who knows. But, uh, yeah, when it comes to CJ Cup, JT, highest-priced man in the field, did work, did what JT does. He's won two out of three CJ Cups now. Maybe course history is a thing. I don't know. Uh, Gary Gary Woodland, another great finish. Hideki Cam Smith was a big course history guy. He had a couple randos. Danny Lee just played great, and he's, he can do that from time to time. Don't really expect it in a field like this, but he did it. Uh, Benny On kind of fell apart after he was in the trees, and I, I tweeted it when I watched it. I'm like, thank you, Benny On. You make the rest of us feel like good golfers once in a while because he tried to hit it out of the tree, hit the tree, went farther back in, had to take a penalty. It was amazing. Um, yeah, so many things like that. Happy Barn Rat, you know, was doing his thing. You can look at the leaderboard, but uh, you know, I, I thought it was fun. Did you golf, see what Kiradek shot? He shot 12 under overall. But do you know but how he got there? No, I saw it. Was it because I had him in my lineup, uh, one of my lineups. It was Thursday or Friday. He just went baz- like bonkers. He shot 69, 69, 69, 69. Oh, amen to this man. <laughs> amen to Mr. <laughs> Barnrat. You know, knowing him, he probably like an eagle chance on eighteen. Yeah. He like two putted. <laughs> that's that's amazing. He's not the best. I mean, he is the best. He's you the had best. to know he probably somebody told him that going into sun like the final round, like, "Hey, dude, you got three sixty nines." Like, yeah. <laughs> try to get that fourth by chance. That'd be I mean, cool. The other thing is, he got the all you know all four under seventy bonus too on DK. Yeah, and see, that's where DK scoring because we talked about it on the pod last week, and guys talked about it in the Slack chat. Barnrat's cheap, and he is a no-cut machine. Like, this is what he does. He's, he's worth the gamble because when he goes off, it's great. He finished T8 with the money he saved. It's, it's awesome. Jordan Spieth goes 12 under. He only had one round under six, under 70. Like, it, it just varies so much. Drafting, scoring, and finishing position, especially in a no-cut event, is very, very pivotal, I think, yeah. in picking your teams. Like, oh, it's 100%. way more pivotal than normal. I don't think it's talked about enough, but you know, I don't want to talk – two hours on picking your, your drafting scoring over position either. But uh, yeah, any, any other takeaways? I know you said you didn't get to watch it, but I actually, it, to me, it was good golf. I like these, these Asian golf courses, something about them. I don't know what they're just kind of fun to watch. Like I said, maybe it's just because it's seven o'clock at night, my time and I get to watch golf instead of, you know, bad football or something. Uh, no, other than, uh, I mean, I guess Brooks got hurt. Yeah. Brooks, uh, he either got hurt or realized, you know what? I'm not going to win the total thing here, so let's go. Uh, let's go enjoy some some Asian cuisine or something. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I guess he said he hurt his knee or whatever playing, he said he and then yeah, and then basically was told to to bring it on back. So yeah, that we'll sucks. see if, if he's really hurt. It sucks tremendously. That's a massive suck because it did rain off a little bit off and on, so he could have easily. He said he slipped on the cart path. 
and her and re-aggravated a knee injury. So hopefully it's nothing serious. We had him withdraw, and I'm totally blanking on who else withdrew now. But we had two withdrawals. JB's JB Holmes withdrew. Oh yeah, which people were talking up going into the week. That was wild. That was wild. I guess if you're going to play JB, you play him in a no cut event. Let's we shot 77 and then 40 on the front side, and then withdrew on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like something JB would do. So I, mean, I probably would too. Yeah, if I, yeah, you already got your check. You know, last place probably gets like a cool forty or fifty G's. I'm out. <laughs> See yeah. ya. Let's go to the house. Why, why waste my time? I'm not going to do much more here. Um, yeah, I guess I could see that him in his black glove, having fun with that. Um, all right, let's move on to the Zozo Championship, the first of its kind in Japan. There's no past event history, but did you have any anything you wanted to mention on it before I get into a, a little course preview, buddy? I got nothing. Yeah, it's uh, it's wild. It's wild. Uh, there's a lot of money up for grabs here. I guess a little bit of stuff I was reading from a different guys. Um, the company Zozo is a clothing company in Japan. The guy, the owner of it, he bought stock in SpaceX to be one of the first guys of the moon. This dude's loaded. He offered um, a ton of cash to make this happen. Thus, the big names we're seeing here: um, 78 golfers, guaranteed. Uh, there's no cut unless you withdraw. It's a lot of money up for grabs this week, and the best of the best showed up to the Accordia Golf Narashino Country Club Champions Course uh, right outside of Tokyo, Japan. It's a par 70, 70, a little less than 7,100 yards, uh, so not super long, but it's it's fun. That was one nice thing about watching the skins. I'm watching the course they're playing because I had no clue what the course looked like. One thing, didn't know if you knew it, Jesse. All, a lot of these Asian courses have two greens, one for the summer, one for the for the winter. Did you know that? I did not know. Yes, they they grow one with bent grass and one with like a poa or something. Two different seasonal grasses, so you can play year round. So every hole will have two greens. Um, they're gonna play, but at this course they're all bent, so bent grass all the way through. One thing that I believe I think it's almost all of the holes will just have one green for the entire round, but I think. Hole four and one other one, they're going to rotate every other day. So that'll be interesting to watch. Um, the greens are about 11 on the stem, super undulating. You saw that a lot on the skins game, and it's been talked about a ton. Uh, a lot of movement on these greens. So that'll be interesting. Putting like two putts will probably be very important here. Uh, there's only three par fives, but five par threes. So a lot of good iron play. Something to keep in mind if you want to look at that. Par three scoring is going to be important here. And you can use your driver quite a bit because it's been wet. That's another thing we saw in the Skins game. These guys would hit the ball and bounce like once or twice and kind of sit. If it was dry, they'd be not able to use uh, their their drivers often. Very narrow fairways, tree-lined fairways, water on five holes. Comes into play on three of the tee boxes, which one hole, three of the guys, I believe, found the, the drink. So that was impressive. Um, but a lot of like dog legs, that's why I said if it was dry, you couldn't. Use your driver because you'd run right through it and get to the trees. So accuracy off the tee is going to be big. You don't have to be super long here. The rough can be penal. Jason Day talked about it. It's super like thick, tall grass, but like weird, different type of grass for them. Uh, so something to keep in mind there. It's going to be an experience for us because we really can't pinpoint what it is just by what we saw, by the way the course is laid out. You need to be accurate off the tee. You need to have a good scrambling game probably around the green if you're missing the greens. And uh, I'd say like two-putt avoidance, par three scoring, stuff like that at first glance. But for me, like normal, I'm just going to draft King. Who's making birdies? Because even Rory said it. If you're finding yourself in the right spots of the fairways, 
you're wedging in a lot. You're going to have chances to, put the, to get birdies here. So uh, draft team scoring will be quite, quite big. What do you have for key stats, Jesse? It's a great question, Bubba. That's a <laughs> wonderful question. Um, That's what I'm hearing you know, I mean, Judging by you know what you just kind of went over there, I mean, obviously you would look more at accuracy off the tee versus distance. Um, Green regulations still be in play, and then you know just your more, uh, you know, I, I I do think kind of going back to what you said at the beginning of the pod, you know, I mean, you got to get the guys in a no cut event like this that can that can go low and and have those good rounds. I mean, that's pretty much what won the golf tournament for Justin Thomas last week because he shot sixty three one day, and that's. Um, other than that, I mean, he didn't do anything super special. So, um, yeah, I mean, birdie or better is, you know, would I would rank that highly on what I would be looking at this this week if I'm making a model. Yeah, and um, a couple other things here. The weather-wise, it's going to be like 10 to 20-mile-an-hour winds the whole time, and wind can come into play here at times if it's a little messy. Uh, there's like 80% chances of rain on Friday, but with no-cut event, we don't care. That might, it, I guess it does have some effect for sure, but it's not the end-all, be-all. Uh, so we got to take all that into account. But it's going to be nasty. If you look at Fanshare Sports, go see our boys at FanshareSports.com. Use promo code ALWAYSPRESS1 where you get 20% off the package of your choice. NBA starts up this week. we got NBA, NFL, PGA. A lot of great stuff going over there at FanshareSports.com. Guys coming in in great form. Top DraftKings scores over the last six rounds. Justin Thomas, obviously. you got Victor Hovland. Patrick Cantley. See, they have guys that aren't in the field here. One second, please. Okay, sorry. Tony Finau, Adam Scott, JT Post, and Sanjay Rory Hideki uh, are some of the top guys coming into the field here. A few other things to check at. Bentgrass Greens, guys that have played well on Bentgrass over the last six. JT loves himself some Bentgrass. Morikawa, second. Uh, Lucas Glover, Victor Hovland, Hideki. And this is like Hideki's home track, so something else to keep in mind this week. Uh, Matthew Wolf, Tony Finau, Patty Reed, and Jordan Spieth, some of the guys coming in in good form there. If I was trying to look at some different angles, par 70 courses, 7,000 to 7,200 yards. Victor Hovland has played well, but like uh, Justin Thomas again, this guy is just ringing the bell here. Jason Day, who's really cheap this week, he uh, he averaged almost 92 DK points on courses like this. Tiger, CH3, Morikawa, Sunjay, and Fleetwood. And last but not least, a couple things I read and listened to today. Uh, East Lake, where the Tour Championship is, WGC Mexico are a couple of the courses they correlate. So for fun, last three Tour Championships, last three WGCs for DraftKings scoring purposes, um, and WGC is good because you play the whole time out. So something else, and, and East Lake, so there's no cut events. Um, Rory McIlroy played great at these. He's a big fan of East Lake. Uh, Tiger Woods, Justin Thomas, Xander, Hatton, Sergio, RCB, and Casey. So. There's a couple names that just rung the bell every single time it felt like there. Something to keep in mind. But again, we've never seen this place. It's a no-cut event. Let's go back to what we keep saying. Tracking scoring. All right, let's get the DK picks in here, Jesse. Let's have some fun here. 10K and above, we've got six guys. you got JT at 11.8, Rory at 11.5, Hideki at 10.7, Xander at 10.4, Casey 10.1, and Spieth at 10,000. Who has your attention here? Uh, I mean, start up top with Justin Thomas, obviously coming off the win. Um, his last three finishes. I'm not sure what, for some reason I don't have the tour championship on here. I don't, I don't know what he finished there, but he won the BMW championship. Um, he finished third at the tour championship, third at the tour championship, fourth at the Safeway open. And then 
the W last week. So, I mean, obviously, just absolute stripe show from JT. Uh, I faded him last week. He was 30% owned. Um, wouldn't surprise me if he is higher owned than that this next week, um, just because coming off the win. Uh, but maybe potentially people don't go to him because right below him is Rory McIlroy. Uh, 11-5, I think, is you know definitely doable with Rory in this field. Um, and he, you know, he makes birdies and bunches if he gets the putter just semi moving just a little bit. Uh, other than that, I'm not a huge fan of this region. That's like that's where I would kind of stick with. Yeah, JT, uh, I have the lineup that was fluctuating from like top 10 to like 70th all. And JT was the main culprit of that deal. So I, I was all, I loved him last week at 11 7. He's 11 8. I'm going to be a big fan again. Jeff, from everything that we talked about, the fan share, the current form, big fan of that. Rory's very close, like you said, at 11 5. The guy that loves East Lake. He got to see the course yesterday in the Skins deal. He had some nice, interesting comments about how he likes these tight fairways and stuff like that. So he's got my attention there as well. Xander's interesting because he could play well here. We know how he does in these type of events, but he hasn't played like six weeks. And he finished 46th at the um, European Open. So I'm not too sure on what we have with Xander, but he's very interesting at 10-4. And then Casey, your boy Casey, coming off the miscut at the uh, Open Day Italia. And really hasn't done much else since then. I think he said the BMW in, in uh, on the Euro Tour finished 11th. He finished first at the um, European Open. So he played well up to that missed cut. But, you know, he could definitely do it at 10-1. But I'm thinking birdie guys. I'm thinking Rory. I'm thinking JT. Xander's the wild card that I'm not 100% sure on just yet. But when it comes to fields like this, he's always low-owned when he's priced up with these guys. And he can win these type of events. We've seen it before. So he's got my attention at 10-4. And Jesse, since you can't get him right, don't play him, okay? Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and commit to not playing him. So everybody who uh, <laughs> who wants to play him, um, he will most likely top five. <laughs> I was just kidding with you. No, uh, the, the truth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is just, since it's going to be a quick podcast, I want to have a little fun with it a little bit. Yeah, no problem, man. I get it. Uh, 9K range. we got Adam Scott at 99, you know, Play whenever I want. Make a big page. See, this is how you know there's money at this event. Adam Scott's here. Very simple. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood, 98. Patty Reed, 96, taking a break from trying to win the, the Rolex over there on or the Race to Dubai or whatever that gets called. Uh, Patty Reed, 96. Woodland, 95. Victor, 94. Woods, 93. It's They're calling it like Tiger Woods Tournament, so keep that in mind, even though it's Hideki's home course. Tony Finau, 92. Morikawa, 91. And Matthew Fitzpatrick, 9,000. Fitzpatrick's going to be really popular this week. A lot of these Euro Tour guys love him. But a big 9K range here, Jesse. Who are you looking at? There's lots to like here. I mean, you know, look at somebody like Tommy Fleetwood at 9,800. Um, tied for 20th last week. He did have a good final round. He didn't really play that anything, you know, outstanding um, leading up to that final round or whatever. But uh, he's got my attention. Um just because that I just feel like the fucking potential is there with him. Pat Reed, man, at 96. I don't know, like, just from the stat perspective, he seems to be lining up pretty well. Uh, he did finish fourth at that BMW PGA Championship, uh, you know. So, uh, and then Victor Hovland, he finally broke his uh, rounds in the 60s streak last week, which was, I think, at 19, which, like, broke the – was is, like, the record or whatever. Shot seventy four on Saturday and then followed up with a solid sixty nine on on Sunday. So 
Um, I think he's very playable. Tony Finau at 92, you know, one of those guys who like, you know, a year ago or maybe less or more, I don't know. We were, we'd always talk about him in these no cut events. Um, of course, I don't think he was priced up in this maybe particular exact spot, but either way, I think he's playable at 9,200. So it's kind of where I would be looking and Fleetwood, uh, Reed, Hovland, and Finau. Yeah, I love the Fleetwood call. Kind of a lot of things you echo, things we mentioned last week. He can get a birdies and bunches guy. He's playing good golf. He's kind of, you know, kind of went through the motions last week until Sunday. Maybe this week he gets it going because he'll get a little more overlooked this week with some of these names in the field. So I like Fleetwood yet again at 98. Patty Reed, big, I'm a big, big taco tits guy. Big taco tits, 9,600 bucks and playing really, really good golf. Like you were saying, I don't hate that. Gary Woodland, third last week at 95. Those three guys really check the boxes for me as guys I want to target. Finau at 91 or 92 does have my attention. Yeah, ninth at the Shriners, 10th in Europe, took a couple weeks off. You never know with a guy like Tommy, uh, Tony Finau. He did finish seventh at East Lake. So if you want to use course correlations, Finau is a guy like that, likes playing on bent at 92. So he could be another guy to take a peek at. Um, we got the likes of uh, Fitzpatrick will be interesting. But for me, you know, Fleetwood, Reed, Woodland, Fina would be the four guys I'd really be targeting in this range. If I had, uh, we'll narrow it down at the end, but those are the four guys I really want to target in this 9K range. 8K, I already know I'm going to get suckered into $8,900 Jason Day. I already know it. I can see it coming a mile away. That I, It's happening. And Sunjay at 88, just, he's going to get me too. We got Benny on at 87, RCB at 86, Leishman at 85, Usti at 84, Sergio at 83, Neiman 82, Hadwin 81, and Lowry 8,000. Like, I could easily make a lineup I can go to sleep with at 8,000 in this $8,000 range, Jesse. What do you like him? Yeah, I think there's plenty, obviously, to like in this range as well. Uh, start with Sung JM. I mean, where did he finish last week? Uh, he finished 39th. It was a quiet week for Sung Jay. Very yeah, quiet week. And, but that's, you know, also kind of like his, his home tournament. Um, so, yeah. A lot less uh, pressure, and the spotlight yeah, won't be on he, him he nearly was, as much as next week. He was paired up with Brooks and, I think, Woodland. So he had – I think Brooks for sure. So he had quite the crowd with him. Yeah, he did. He had a pretty good following, uh, opened up pretty well, and then just kind of blawed in. Um, but I think Sung Jay is fine. Um, I'll go back to Sergio, too. He did not have a great showing this past week. He finished uh, 60th. Um you know, but in his last two holes, he made birdie. So, you know, you got to kind of look at the bright side. Uh, nothing special from Sergio last week, but the price is down this week um, at 8,300. And then Adam had one at 81 as well. Uh, I would uh, take a gander at him. Uh, fourth at the Shriners Hospital Open, his last time out. Second the week before that, his tournament before that. So two straight top fives coming in. He's playing pretty well. Um, 8,100 is... You know, I, th- I think pretty decent for him in this field. So that's kind of where I'd be looking. M Hadwin and then Garcia. Yeah, there's there's uh, so much to like. Like Jason Day at 89, I'm gonna find my way there. A lot of the fan share stuff we mentioned, he fits these kind of builds really, really well. He won the guys. he won the skins he, deal, right? Yep, and he he had a little jab at Tiger. I saw that part on a highlight reel. Uh, he asked Tiger, like, "Hey, how many of these have you played in five or six? Right? Oh yeah, you still don't have any wins in skins games. Gotcha." And that was a, a jet. I guess they're like really, really good buddies. Like it showed right out the gate. Like they're they're tight. They hang out a lot together. That's why again, I kind of liked this more. Like I enjoy good shit talking with the rest of them. But this is more just like friendly banter where 
Tiger was dropping dams and stuff like no one's business. Like he was so you could tell for sure he's a guy that when you're playing with it's f bomb central. And yeah. I was a big fan of that. So it was it gave us a lot more of a taste than that that matched it. I, I liked it quite a bit. But um, yeah, in this AK, Jason Day, I'm going to find my way here. I know I am, and I'm going to probably hate myself. But uh, just the upside of Jason Day at 800 bucks is crazy. Like he's underpriced in this field for me. Um, you got Sanjay, like him a lot, like you mentioned. RCB at 86, another guy coming in in great form. I can definitely see that one uh, being an option for you. And then Neiman at 82 and Hadwin. I love the Hadwin call at 81 on a course with more accuracy involved, narrow fairways. You don't have to bomb it. Uh, good iron play. Hadwin's a great play for that. I love that call at 8,100 bucks, Jesse. That's a, a really solid look there. So a lot to like in this 8K range. Day M, RCB, Neiman, Hadwin be the kind of guys I got circled for now. 7K range. We are locked and loaded with Kevin Na, Ryan Moore, Billy Ho, Kisner, Grio, Poulter, Putnam, Revy, CH3, Patty Perez, Connors, Wolf, Shugo Imahara, Rory Sabatini, Lucas Glover, Jason Kokrak. What are you looking at here in the 7K range? Uh, I would start with Billy Ho um, at $7,700. Uh, again, still has me blocked on Twitter. That's fine, though. Um, he... He played last week, did he not? Yeah, yeah. We're talking about a rough week. Yeah, didn't play that great. Um, finished it up pretty nice though. We shot sixty nine on Sunday, uh, so I think he's fine at seventy uh, seven hundred dollars. Grio um, was actually he was at or near the lead at one point. I thought, yeah, uh, that had to be on like maybe potentially around Friday whenever I check scores in the morning because um, he started sixty nine sixty six. Now I have heard that these greens can be uh, difficult. So yep. if you do play Grio, you might not check Shot Tracker. Um, well, they're it's probably a good thing we probably won't have it. <laughs> yeah, you're, it's a good point. Uh, so, but a Grio at seventy five, um, and then I don't think, and it's maybe potentially is just I I don't know seventy two hundred dollars for Matt Wolf. Um, he had some fucking shitty rounds last week he shot 78 78 friday and saturday um and but had a decent finish so he it was almost dfl yep uh if it wasn't for those uh withdrawals yeah um but did shoot 70 on sunday um i like him to bounce back this week at 7200 dollars, and and the ownership should be you know, depressed as well. Uh, so you get a giant price discount on him. So it's kind of where I'm looking at uh, Billy Grio and, and Wolf. Yeah, I'll start out with a guy like Ryan Moore. Eighth place last week, 13th uh, a few weeks ago at the, I believe it was the yeah, Shriners. He's an iron player. Some little Hadwin. He's a, he's, a, he's a poor man's Hadwin to me is the way I'll describe it. A lot of the same characteristics I liked about Hadwin. I like with Ryan Moore. So more at that price point, I get a uh, Kevin Kisner at 76 on a less than driver course. I'm a big fan of Kiz. He's been off for a long, he hasn't played since Eastlake. He had a ninth at Eastlake, a ninth the week before and a 12th week before that in the playoffs balled out there. This course, this type of setup fits Kisner very, very well. He's a much better player than a $7,600 player. I like Kisner at this price a ton. He's one of my favorite guys when you're looking at value. So Kiz will be a guy I'll be jumping all over here. Poulter's always in play as a guy that just kind of can sneak around and, you know, finish 16th last year. It's not fancy. Gets it done. Uh, Revy had a horrific Friday. That's why he finished 
uh, 46 Friday and Sunday weren't, weren't great. He had, he had a, a great first round, fell apart. If you want to jump back on, that's fine. I'd rather just go up to Poulter and, and Kiz or drop down to a Corey Connors, another great iron player at 12, uh, at 7,200 bucks, finished 12th last week, uh, 13th at the Safeway. And then uh, guys like uh, Sabatini, if you need to, but I'd almost stop at Connors and drop into the 6K at that point. So more Kisner, Poulter, maybe some Revy and Connors, kind of be the guys I'm looking at in the 7K range right now. All right, 6K range, Jesse. Lots and lots of fun down here. Actually, a couple of interesting plays. Who do you like? Yeah, uh, Harold Varner. I'd start with him at 6,800. Um, you know, he's been playing okay, and he can make birdies in bunches um, when he gets going. Siwoo Kim at 6,500 has me interested. Yep. Uh, he finished 26 last week and had just basically one bad round, 74 there on the third round Saturday to just fall back a little bit. Um, other than that, all, you know, three of the rounds were in the sixties and, uh, would have had a better finish had it not been for that, that one bad round. So $6,500 for him. I like it. I will go back to Adam long again. Uh, I believe he had a pretty decent finish last week. Yeah. yeah he, he finished. Bad first eh, round. Yeah. I mean, he started slow, but I mean, at this price, you know, at 6,200, I think he was similar last week. You know, he's, his ball striking is there, so if he just gets it going. Another interesting guy, if it's if this is, like, legitimate, like, putting, maybe potentially Troy Merritt. Um, I don't know how much I'll play of him, but if he can – I mean, he's a, he's a really good putter, so could be another interesting play there at 6,100. Yeah, those are all really solid. Like, Danny Lee's interesting, but I'm not going to play chalky Danny Lee. Um, Ryan Palmer, 12th last week, 37th, two weeks before that. He's interesting at $6,900, a guy I wouldn't mind taking a look at. Same with Graham McDowell at 68, 16th last week, 15th the week before. Those two guys uh, make the short list for sure. And then a few others, um, when, when you just want to dig down, you know, JT Poston coming off the miscut at the Shriners at 6600 bucks. He can be a birdie maker. He can also be a tilt fest. But Poston's got that big-time birdie upside at 66. I love Siwoo. I liked him a lot last week, and I was really tilted when I didn't have too much of him for the first two days. Saturday, he reminded me why, but still 26th at 6,500 would be great. Be all for that. So Siwoo with that added upside uh, plays out. And then a couple others. Uh, I do like the Adam Long call. He's another birdie and bunches guy. And um, I think that might be it for me. Yeah, I'll, I'll call it good there. I don't want to go too far. But uh, Siwoo Kim, uh, Adam Long, uh McDowell, Palmer, you kind of the ones I'm looking at. I, I keep wanting to play Abraham Answer, but he's just in messed up form right now, it seems I'm like. I'm with you. I actually looked at him and, you know, a bunch of missed cuts in a row. But, again, no cut event, so. Okay, that's why guys like him, Fratelli, like those guys, can, we've seen him finish so high in certain tournaments. Like Fratelli, I'd probably go to over Answer. Uh, he finished 43rd last week. You know, he missed cut in the 7th and 6th on the fall swing. Fratelli's a guy – I don't hate that much either. That, that could uh, be interesting in a no-cut event. All right, let's recap things real quick, Jesse, for the listeners at home. 10K and above, who's your number one play? I just would go JT again. Yeah. Yeah, if you're not going JT, go Rory, but yeah, I'd go JT as well. I'm going to keep riding that hot stick. Eventually, it all comes to an end, but no-cut event, I'll take my chances. Even if he doesn't finish high, like play, if he has three good rounds, you know he's going to have birdies out the yin-yang. I'll take my chances there. Yeah. Uh, 9K range. It's a big range. So go two guys. Um, I, I, I'll just say Hovland and Reed. 
Yeah, I'm going to go Taco Tits and uh, Gary Woodland. I'm going to go back to Woodland again this Ooh, week. The, the double Taco Tits endorsement. Yes, the double double Taco Tits endorsement. I'm going to have to get some Taco Bell this week. Um, <laughs> 8K range, give me two. Uh, Hadwin for sure, and I would I would I would go back to Sungjae this week. Yeah, I like both those plays a lot. Uh, I'll go Jason Day to be different, and I'll go to Joaquin Neiman. I think uh, we. I think a big year is coming from this kid. He's going to have some tilt fest, but uh, I like him here. But I love the M and uh, M and uh, Hadwin calls as well. Good range. 8K range, very, very solid. Uh, 7K range, go with three guys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with one guy I did not mention before uh, in Andrew Putnam at 7,400. A um, bunch of good finishes in a row and coming off a of 20th last week. And then also uh, Wolf. Um, I'm going to... Just go there for potentially the bounce back factor and also, um, you know, hopefully some less ownership on him. Yeah, he should be pretty low owned after people loved him last week. I'd imagine they'll be off him quite a bit this week. Uh, for me, I'll go Kevin Kisner uh, as one of them. Uh, Ryan Moore, Corey Connors. Those would be the three guys I'd be looking at. In the 7K range, in the 6K range, Jesse, give me two guys. Uh, Siwoo Kim and Adam Long. I love Siwoo Kim. I'll be right there with you on Siwoo this week. And then I'll go Ryan Palmer. But the more I keep looking at Fratelli, I want to maybe jump there here pretty soon. Might be where I'll be heading. All right, we don't condone cash game plays on uh, no-cut events. If you like them, Tire Works got you on the Slack check. See, cash game's everything. Um, but uh, GPPs, Jesse, if you had to start a GPP lineup, who would be your three guys to start it with? Uh, JT... Um, I would also put in Hadwin and then uh, Adam Long. Yeah, because we're going to have to go cheap. So yeah. I'd go JT as well, um, Siwoo Kim, and then uh, Jason Day. That's where I'd start things off. Jason Day's going to kill me. I can't wait to see that first round. Still fest. <laughs> Absolute tilt I don't fest. think I worry about JD, Jason. Today, as people just see, you know, he may, he won the skins and then it bumps up his ownership. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, I'm not playing chalky Jason Day. That's for damn sure. That's right. why I got Fanshare Sports to help me out with that one. That's um, true. No chalk there. Last but not least, if you had to have some fun with it, who do you got winning this bad boy? Hmm, that's a good question. I mean, what kind of odds do we have on somebody like? Uh, it's hard not to see one of these big guys winning. What about like Reed? What what's the odds on Reed? Reed's 28 to 1. That's not bad. Not terrible. What about Hadwin? I mean, that's probably the longest shot that I'd be willing to go, I'd imagine. Uh, he's 50 to 1. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to get crazy weird, like dropping down, like an Ian Poulter 66, you could see it maybe. Um, yeah. Other than that, like you got to get weird to get down here. Uh, I think Kevin Kisner at 60 is one I can get behind. Big Kiss fan. But yeah. I have him in a GPP as well. Forgot that I like one. it. Kisner is going to be a big, a big play. I'll ride or die with the kids. I guess I, I'm, I'm partial to him the way he was so badass uh, meeting him at uh, the US Open. I'm one of the like, most genuine dudes on the face of the planet. So big fan of kids. All right. That was a quickie, as you'd expect, with a 78-man field. I think they'll be quick here for a little while again. But uh, any final thoughts for the week, Jesse? I don't. Awesome. Nothing. <laughs> I mean, All this right. is just this yeah. is kind of a difficult stretch of golf, uh, you know, to get into, but also to play just because we're no cut, no cut. Um, 
And then I think next week is the yeah, it's there's a the Bermuda w- Championship. C, right? Yeah, I actually talked to uh, my buddy Lee this past weekend, and and him and Josh Teeter will be down at the Bermuda Championship, and then the WGC is is going on too. So the Bermuda is the opposite field. So there might be two different you know tournaments to to look at, but. You well, know. the Bermuda actually, I think, will have some fun people like we've been seeing on the fall swing. We might actually break both down next week. I think we'll see how it looks. Yeah, there I mean, that, some, some good names there. That'll be like a more of a normal golf tournament. It'll be a cut and all that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, we can have some fun with that for sure. But uh, until next time, Jesse's on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. I'm at always or I'm at BD Intric. The Podcast <laughs> is at always press DFS. Give us a rated review on iTunes. I would much appreciate it. But this was the 2019 Zozo Championship Preview. Catch you guys later.